This year, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Buffalo National River, a national park in the Arkansas Ozarks. Along its 135-mile corridor are creatures that a canoeist, camper, or hiker might encounter in the water, along a riverbank or shoal, or in nearby woods and open spaces. Rachel Norton isn't a BNR staff member, but a biologist who works for an indispensable partner to the park, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Some of the native wildlife that we have on the Buffalo National River are things such as deer, uh, turkey, and bear. Those are our biggest native animals. There's also some smaller game animals such as squirrels and rabbits and things like that. But the things that we at Arkansas Game and Fish focus on are the bear and the deer and the turkey. The first order of business, Rachel explains, not only for this big three, but for smaller creatures, including those that swim or fly, is to nurture habitat. In some cases, it's a matter of protecting rather than creating. We focus on keeping good habitat for those animals, and they each require somewhat of a different habitat. Bears focus on a lot of blackberry bushes, and regardless of what folks think, most bears are not out to eat people. They're more herbivores. They're going to eat fruits and berries and nuts and things like that. Um, that's not really anything we can in particularly manage, but we, we do try not to eliminate stands of blackberry bushes or things like that. On the other hand, food sources can be supplemented. Plots of wheat and rye help turkeys thrive, and for deer, food plots created in the fall can help, especially during those winters when the supplies of mast, such as acorns, are less plentiful. Elk, like the bison the river was named for, were once plentiful all across Arkansas and most of North America, but both had disappeared from the Ozarks because of hunting and loss of habitat. A few decades back, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission began an elk restoration project in the park. Rachel Norton. The elk were brought in in the, I believe it was the 1980s, to repopulate the elk population in northwest Arkansas along the Buffalo National River. There were elk brought in from Colorado and Nebraska. They were from two separate herds, and those elk were turned loose near Pruitt on the Buffalo National River. The elk have become a well-known part of the Buffalo National River's visitor experience, a success by any measure, but one that requires continuing attention. All of those elk are monitored in the early spring, like late February, early March, and we try to get a head count. The last head count was around 500 head of elk. We have different herds in Boxley, there's a herd in Boxley, there's a herd in Richland Valley, there is somewhat of a herd near Pruitt, and there's also a herd down in Bear Creek on private land in Searcy County. Herd management policy, once the population began to reach those levels, began to include limited hunting. A very small number of tags, around 23 recently, are issued for fall hunts. The hunts themselves are also important to collection of herd health information. We do CWD samples, we take weight, we age those animals, we take all sorts of data collection items to keep track of for future reference. 
Different species need different food supplies and habitats. The Audubon Society lists at least 24 so-called specialty species that find just what they need in the park. These include red-shouldered hawk, green heron, eastern meadowlark, and the red-winged blackbird. The Park Service reports more than 200 species all told, including belted kingfishers, wood ducks, and, of course, bald eagles. Rachel Norton. We may focus on the big animals, but even the littlest animals, such as birds, benefit from that. Um, every piece of wheat or rye, anything that drops a seed, all of those become available to birds in the area. They have a bird count in the lower district every December where all the Audubon Society folks come out and they count birds. And we actually do some on neighboring Gene Rush Wildlife Management Area where we actually have a contractor to come out and do a bird count. I think I'll wave that crystal pool Feel the gravel where I stand Watch a smallmouth rising to my bait This park is, after all, a river. So to talk about fishing, we turn to Sean Hodges, an ecologist for the Buffalo National River, focusing on fish and other freshwater wildlife. Our first questions were about common species to be found here. The one that's most angled for is definitely the smallmouth bass. That's our number one. When people think of the Buffalo National River, they're thinking of smallmouth bass fishing. Other species that a lot of people might catch uh, would be the Ozark bass, which is endemic to the Ozark Plateau. Um, it's also it's more like a panfish. It's supposed to be really tasty and similar to crappie. Sean went on to list several varieties of sunfish, some largemouth bass, catfish, especially flatheads, and depending on conditions, rainbow trout that swim up the lower end of the river from cold below dam spillwaters on the White River. Extensive inventories happen periodically, and Sean and his colleagues monitor all the time, but sometimes they get surprises. Yeah, um, actually this year uh, we've actually added a new species, which was a very rare find, uh, the paddlefish. Probably a week before it was found in the river, my boss asked if paddlefish were going to be found in the buffalo. I was like, absolutely not. That's like their entire time here they've never been located. And someone called in and said, hey, I think I just saw a paddlefish on the buffalo. Um, with that fish, that took us up to 84 species uh, that have been found uh, in the park uh, since 1972 was one of the major pushes to find out what species were present. And that was really focused on all aquatics, not necessarily fish. Then came a list of odds and ends. The bony red horse and gars the fact that most of the actual fish population in the buffalo is minnows, including tiny perch darters and a critter that a random Arkansas country boy would call a crawdad. Now, we have the largest crayfish of North America. is actually an endemic crayfish to the Ozark Plateau, um, and it's the long-pinchered crayfish. And so they could be they could grow to be over a foot long with their pinchers. And so we have a lot of we have a lot of really cool species in the Ozarks. About overall indications of the health and growth of fish, generally good news. Particularly for smallmouth bass, uh, we still have really good growth rates, which was really good to see. We were really excited about some of the size of fish that we saw. Uh, we did collect one female that was about 24 inches long, and she was nine years old. 
and so that was a really long-lived smallmouth bass, especially in the river system. And what we found out from some of those is that certain sections, they give different experiences. And so that large that large fish that we collected was actually in a zone that receives less fishing pressure and float pressure in general. Ask about things someone planning to fish the buffalo might want to call ahead and ask about. Sean mentioned predictable items like requirement for a fishing license and daily limits. Then, what parts of the river to think about trying? If an angler was coming to the river, and so I'd ask two questions. Number one, what's the purpose of your visit? Are you wanting to be secluded? You know, are you wanting to go, are you wanting to catch a lot of fish or are you wanting to catch big fish? And so if you're looking for seclusion, then there's certain sections of river that I would tell you to go to. If you're going to want to catch a lot of fish, not really caring about size, then there's other sections of river. If you're coming for just the float and the beauty of it, then there's other sections of river. And so the good thing is that you could pick and choose which sections that would best meet for whatever float experience or fishing experience they're looking for. Asked about his own favorite stretches of the river, Sean named several that stand out in one way or another, and then... My favorite section of river to float, and I've, I've floated it hundreds of times now for work and for pleasure, um, is actually the lower wilderness. Especially if you want solitude on the Buffalo River, January and February are the best times. When it's absolutely frigid cold and you want solitude, you could go and you could float and see no one. Just a thought. If you'd like to be a unique, solitary figure among the one and a half million plus who will be coming to the Buffalo in the park's 50th anniversary year, 